Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Lord, thank you this morning for another service. We have laughed, we've smiled, we've hopefully, God, brought some joy to somebody's life who may have thought twice about coming to church today. God, I thank you for being a God of more than a, a second chance. And now someone's here today, God, who they, they, they that, that this person needs a word so straight up from you, God, that they would not even believe that you would say out loud what you want them to hear. Say something, God, if it's just one strong paragraph, if it's just two strong scriptures to let your child know, I hear you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Bible speaks of a man who was, who loved the Lord, who gave his life for God. And he prayed because he had this affliction, this thorn in his side, this thing that wouldn't go away. And as we further teach about it, one of these days we're heading in that study. We always wonder what Paul's thorn in his side was. And his thorn in his side were people. Yeah, the biblical proof of the story proves to us that people, people who have been sent by Satan. And Paul prayed three times that these people would go away. And after praying three times, he said, God, I don't understand why you won't just get this thorn out of my flesh. And God said to him, because my grace is enough. Believe it or not, the thorn in your flesh, they belong to me too. So I'm not an abusive parent. I'm not going to kill any of my kids because you can't handle the pressure. But I'm going to give you the grace to deal with it. And you're going to walk with it. And they're going to wonder why you're still walking when you ought to be crawling. And you have to tell them that had it not been for the grace of God, I would have handled it different. I want to say to you this morning, God's grace, y'all, is sufficient. It's enough. It may not be what we want right now, but it's enough. In the book of Psalms, Psalms 91, 5 through 7, it reads, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror 
by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. God is saying, I don't want you to be afraid at night. Nor for the arrow that flies by day. I don't even want you being afraid in the daytime. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. You got three times a day, morning, noon, and night. So when does God say you need to be afraid? Somebody say never. He says, a thousand shall fall at thy side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. They're falling all over the place. Don't get scared because I got you covered. He said, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Thou shalt not is not a suggestion, Isaiah. Thou shalt not is a command. He said, this is a thou shalt not. That means you don't have an excuse for being afraid. If you get into fear now, you're going to blow this whole thing because the just shall live by faith. And where there is fear, faith is erased. Okay? Okay, so here's how it works. I'll, I'll just do this while I'm here because I'm trying to learn a little technology. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to push this little eraser button here. So now everything that you see here, the next time I touch it is going to be activated by fear. So when I activate it by fear, see, it erases it. And that's what fear does to your faith. Okay? Oh, you know you can say amen. That was pretty sweet right there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So the, the minute you get a little fear, you erase the faith that God says that you need to get past whatever it is. Our subject this morning, if you were here last Sunday, here we are again. Selected by God to be sifted by Satan. First thing I want you to know in case you go to sleep or in case you don't make it through church. God is not going to sift you. He doesn't play those kinds of games. God's not going to start taking things away from you. Yep, that's written. That was a lie told on God by God's child who didn't understand what was going on. And if the enemy can write a lie about God, he can certainly write a lie about you. People all over the world are saying the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It is written. It is in the Bible, but it did not come from God. Job said it. It's in print. It will always be in print. That's why we have to study to show ourselves workmen that need to not be ashamed because there are people right now that are afraid of God. They don't want to go to God because they got one scripture that says the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But there are tons of scriptures around that to show there was a story going on. Job didn't know what was happening. God gets to blame. People are afraid of God. Built on a lie that Job said why Job was a righteous man. So let's go into the story again this morning. This guy Job had everything. God said he had blessed him with a whole bunch of different stuff. Satan got involved one day with Job. Let's tell the story real fast so we can get to the lesson for today. I just like to do that because I don't want to treat church like something you just dropped into, like a fast food restaurant and you don't think the food was prepared. It's a story God's telling us now and it all happens at church. So Job starts to worship God. He loves God. God sees him worshiping him and praising him. We're going to talk about what that that means specifically in a minute. <clears throat> He's worshiping and praising him. So if I'm going too fast, those of you present, raise your hand. I'll slow down. I'll stop. You know what I'll do. Okay? Everybody online, stay right with us now. So he has everything. A lot of people say they have everything. We have a lot of things we want. Job had everything he needed. He's, I mean, Job's life is really... People are jealous of him, as a matter of fact. He's, he's, he's doing so good. And so one day, God has a meeting, and guess who shows up? Satan. He didn't have an invitation, but he had a seat. Somebody may be sitting on your road that doesn't have an invitation, but they got a seat. 
That's why you need to, whenever you can, say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Or show somebody, look, this is my role. <laughs> I have paid tithes and offering and cried and sweat. I didn't have a job. I ain't got no old man. I ain't got no children. I don't have all that fancy stuff. But I have a praise on my lips. And if you're going to sit up in here, as for me and my house on my road this week, we're going to praise the Lord. There are some folks that want to be in church so bad, they come out and stand on the outside. You made it inside. <laughs> so anyway, God's meeting with his angels and Satan because Satan's a spirit. Satan sits up in there also. And so God is a spirit. Satan's a spirit. Satan sits up in the midst of God. And God said, hey, man, what you doing? Like, like, this is, you know, you ain't on my friend list. How'd you get in here? I said, well, bump all that, God. I've just been watching your kids. All right. Now, let me tell you something I have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away from the subject for a minute. Can y'all give me three minutes? And maybe less than that. I'm, 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 the Holy Spirit is just whispering to me. I, 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 I know the Bible. I know we talk about Satan being he, but I don't want to refer to him as he because sometimes we know how evil Satan was and how evil Satan is and all the demonic lies and hatred that Satan represents and stands for me. I need to look at somebody saved when I'm talking about this for a minute. And, and, and we keep referring to him as he. And I just kind of, you know, recently been on this kick where I don't want to call him he because he is associated with me. Because I'm a he, and it's, I think, a bad message being sent all over the world about men in general. Because everything that comes around evil, evil is always about he, and Satan is a he. So Satan is associated with a he. He ain't been born. And so a lot of times we start talking about he, and every time we start talking about men and what men of God are doing, and men of and men are trying to, and so all the, the references always to a, a he. So I don't, I don't respect that chump like that. So, you know, we may say he, but I'm just, I just had to get that off. Anyway, so, so Satan's sitting there, and God's with his, with his angelic host. And I'll go back into teaching on that one day real soon. I know some of that just left y'all. I thought, what? You know, it was a, it's a very diabolical plan that every time you mention he, it refers to Satan, which gives people a bad taste for he. So much so if he's a he, he's a he, and that means he's a she, and she's a he, and he just messing it up. He is the father. But that's what we're, we're over there. We just, I just put that over there for somebody's nugget. So they meet, and he said, where you been? He said, I've been checking out your children. Have you noticed Job? Yes, I noticed Job. God said that. Had you noticed Job? God said, have you noticed God, God said, have you noticed him? Out of all the people. And then he said, yeah, I noticed him, but I noticed one thing about Job. Job is all good and nice and kind and wonderful and praising you and worshiping you because Job has everything. You take Job's stuff away from him, Job will be like everybody else. He'll curse you to your face. We know that story, right? I'm going to keep saying that so that we can all completely understand it. So he said, all right, I can't do that. I don't take things from my children. I add to my children. As a matter of fact, my math is different. I multiply. <laughs> when they're down, I pick them up. When they give, I give back more than they can get. And so I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you have his stuff just to prove to you 
that Job is who I say he is. Watch this now. He says, I'll prove to you that he is who I say he is. Job never said he was upright. God did. What is God saying about you this morning? Is he saying that you're, you're hot as long as, as the heat is on? Or is God saying that you can stay hot even when things go bad? Is God saying, I notice you, you're good at the first of the month, or you're good when, when folk get paid, or, or you're good, good when, when your children are around, or when you and Boo are all right, or, or you're good when, you know, you're on vacation. But I kind of notice that the more I bless you, the, the, the more you kind of stand away from church. When you come, you make a lot of noise, but, but they don't see you enough to know that. I, I, I notice you, I notice you. And what, look at Satan harassing him. Satan says he's only like that because you have this hedge of protection around it. All of us have a hedge of protection around our children. We keep them in the house. That's what the hedge of protection is. That's our house, our yard. Sometimes we have to look at that and say, wait a minute, either my mom's strict because she got this fence around the house or my mom's protective because she has this fence around the house. It just depends on how you look at it. You can think your mother's super strict or your mother's super protective. That hedge around you is not always so that you can't get out. That hedge is so Satan can't come in. So he's saying, you got Job protected. See, we, we do the same thing. I, I have this hedge of protection. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. And sometimes when I notice things are going goofy, the first thing I do is look at my account. Because something about my automatic draft or something is off because Satan starts to food with stuff. You're starting to have these aches and pains. Your body starts getting crazy. Your children start getting sick. Your family starts going crazy. I'm going, what's going on? Well, Satan has lowered the fence while you weren't watching and you're not giving. Therefore, you're not in the forgiving or giving mode. One of the main reasons that we tithe, Robin, is because we cover our children. The Bible lets us know that when you don't cover, Satan has, he won't fool with you, he'll attack them. Why? Why am I saying this? Because that's where he is with God. He can't fool with God, so he goes after who? Job. Couldn't fool with God, so he went after who? Adam and Eve. Y'all get it? Repeat after me, I must keep my children covered. If you have no other reason to tie the give, keep your children covered. If I were you, I'd stop right now and say, ooh, well, don't even let me wait till the end of church to get my, I may go you know, that kind of thing. That's what I mean. So then in that process, Satan came and took everything that Job had that was of value. All of his stuff. And then he took his children. Job lost seven children, ten children. And then he started working on his wife's nerves. Okay. So now, after he took all of his stuff, now Satan says, now let's do a checkup. So he comes back and meets with God again. That's where we are this Sunday. He comes back and he meets with God again. And he said, um, I've noticed Job. And God said, have you noticed that after he lost everything, poor boy didn't even get a stimulus check. Nothing. Amen. He didn't get nothing. Job is flat. And so Satan starts to play this other game. I'm talking to somebody right now. You may be feeling like Job. You thought to yourself, I can't do anything. Now I lost everything. Now what? Then he says to God, we're in the second chapter of Job. I'm explaining it because I'm going to walk through it. That's my job. Teach the word of God real simple and plain. So to those of you who don't have patience, it's going to be okay. This is for somebody who's expecting to live in the Lord now. This is for somebody who's in here today who doesn't understand that I've been selected by God and I didn't understand why I've been so sifted. It could be that God has suggested and selected you for this time of your life. You don't like it, but God wants me to tell you this morning or show you in Scripture, I got you so covered. 
I, I got you. I, I got you so covered, boo, that a thousand now fall at your side. I don't care how many folk are outside the perimeters. I want you to know they can't come near you. They know where you are. 10,000 at your right hand. He said, I, you got more folk that's hating you than you realize, but I got your back. Why? Because I selected you. And I'm going to keep this slow because I'll start hollering in a minute. Y'all won't understand nothing I'm saying. I'm so glad to see you in church. I'm so glad to see you come through those gates praising God. I'm so glad that somebody realizing the power of God is still in that house. Good God Almighty. I'm so glad that Satan saw you as qualified. He ain't fooling with everybody's church. Why? Because everybody might not be about deliverance. He's fooling with a place that said, bring COVID on. We're not afraid of COVID. We pray for the vaccine. So you got to look and see what you have done to deserve the fight. What if God picked IBOC? Oh, yeah, we at home now. We at home now. That's that praise we do when we at home. It's been a long time since we've been in here. But what if God said, I got a church in Oak Cliff. And everybody won't make it. But somebody here ought to say, surely I will. <laughs> everybody won't get through this season. Somebody's going to be called a used to be member. But God said, in Jesus' name. Okay, okay. No, I went a little high. I told y'all. Okay. I'm coming to get you on that argument in a minute. But hold up. And so... And so now he comes back. He comes back. Somebody say, why do they keep coming back? Because it's scriptural. He comes back now in the next chapter and says, well, we've taken all of his stuff. But he's still worshiping you. <laughs> we've taken everything. That was a value, but that fool is still worshiping you. As a matter of fact, Satan said, we fired 1,300 demons last weekend because we put them on Job specifically to wipe him out. And they kept saying, we can't get next to him because he's still praising God. All right, so now, now, now it's going to roll like this. Y'all see them folks standing up around y'all? Y'all see them folks standing up around y'all? Look at them real quick. Them are the folk that's been sifted before. <laughs> and, and once Satan started to mess with you long enough, you said, shoot, they find, somebody finally understand. And so now I don't want y'all... <laughs> Don't y'all take the whole, let me teach somebody else, but I want y'all, that's what sifters look like. You see, they, they haven't always had good hair. They haven't always had clothes like they're wearing. Somebody jealous of you and God ain't even through with you yet. 
You standing because you lost everything, but you still got something. I got to stop now. No, no. We, got to, we ain't even at the opening scripture yet. So now God tells Job, tells Satan. See, Satan starts to speak to him. Well, that's because you took away his stuff. But Job is still fine. He's still looking good. He said, I'll tell you what you do. Mess with his body. And Job will turn on you. You know, we don't mind losing our car because we got insurance. <laughs> you don't mind losing your house because you got insurance. You, you don't mind losing uh, your, your pets and all those other things because you got a rebate and a replacement. But start fooling with your body, then we look crazy. We, didn't, we came to church with everything, but when COVID came out, we were like, oh, shoot. So Satan says... And I'm going to put it in our terms. Satan says, give him COVID-19. And I make sure, I bet you he won't come to church. Mess with his body. And he'll curse you to your face. People think I'm so crazy. They'll call me, I'm sick. I've been diagnosed with something. I said, well, come on in the house with it. Don't stay home with it. If Satan found you outside and put it on you. Bring it to the altar. Bring it in the house. And that's what makes you sound like a doggone crazy leader and all that crazy stuff folks say. We just live by what? Faith. We were doing God's will when Satan attacked us. And so where was God when all of this was happening? Where was God when mama died? Where was God when daddy died? Where was God when my baby got in the car wreck? Where was God when grandma's house got burned up? Where was God when the plane crashed? Where was God when trouble came? Where was God when we went through a divorce? Tell him the truth. He was right there watching. He was right there, Robin. He didn't just, he didn't close. He was right there. But he knew that you were going to be all right. Okay, so let me talk to y'all sifters for a minute. Sif sifters, y'all do me a favor. Sifters, can y'all sit down for a minute? Sifters, 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 sit, sit, sit. Because I want to talk. See, I want to give somebody else a chance to, 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 to hop up when you... <laughs> so when you get in the tag, you don't feel like getting on your feet. You, you want to fight and take off the shoe. God said, if you don't put that shoe on, don't you allow the devil to undress you, fool. You need to put the gospel of peace on your feet. Don't you walk? Don't you take your, he wants you to take your, don't you, don't let him undress you. As a matter of fact, you put your whole arm on. That's your problem now. You, you trying to act natural and put on, <laughs> anyway. I said, am I making any sense? Okay. Okay, let me just talk a little bit. And that ain't your fault. I just, I, that's just the Holy Spirit. So, so he now tells him, Go after his body, but don't touch his soul. In other words, no matter what you hit him with, you can't take his life. Now, the Bible tells us that Job feared losing everything, but Job never feared losing his life. And so the thing that Job feared the most 
is what Satan took from him. If you go back over your life, the thing that's giving you the biggest trouble right now are the things that you spoke into existence and didn't know it. You said, I don't know what I'm going to do if we don't have a baby. You said, I don't know what I'll do if I ever got cancer. You said, I don't know what I'm going to do if mama gets old. You said, I don't know what I'm going to do if my husband dies. You said, I don't know what I would do. See, you spoke those. Those were fears. And every time you speak fear, Satan gives a request. He answers your fear. Job said in Job 3.25, the thing I feared the most has happened. So I'm telling you this now because you got to start selecting what you faith about and be careful about what you're fearing about. Don't put me on your what if, I don't know what I would do if, listen. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have pastor. I rebuke you. You ain't putting me on your fear list. Doggone it. I don't know what I'd do if pastor left. All right, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you and your whole generation. Matter of fact, twice. Buke, buke. Thank you four times. All right. So now let's talk about this this whole fear concept that we're having to deal with now. We talked Monday night, and that's why it's important to come back to Monday school. See, because there are two kinds of people who deal with fear. I'm going to show you who they are. Now remember, and deal with fear, dealing with fear, dealing with fear, fear. This is what the enemy wants us to get into. He wants us to be so afraid that nobody's going to come back to church. Listen to me. Newsflash. Forget nobody. This is personal now. You come. Sister um, Lloyd and, and uh, uh, Bonner and I just right there, I just invited Isaiah and his lady friend to come to meeting this evening at 6 o'clock. Just that quick. Hey, will y'all come to build your own hot dog? Matter of fact, bring your own hot dog. We'll eat yours. See, he doesn't want you to come. Quit looking at numbers and look at your seat. If your seat is still filled, you still have a chance. I could run up in here today. So there are two kinds of people who deal with fear. That first group of people are those who believe that fear is something that they already have and they're trying to get rid of it. Okay? We're going to call this one allergies. I just want to say allergies because it's fun. Everybody I know seems like they have allergies but me. Everybody have some allergies. Some of y'all crying in church right now. What's their allergy? They know an allergy. That's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, everybody, so, so we can have fun with allergy and play with that. But, you know, some, there are people who have these different things, and, 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 and they already have them, and they're trying to get rid of them. Because if I, if I take this, if I take that, and if I don't watch it, this will kill me. That's one, kind of, that's one kind of fear. And the other group of people that we talked about that have a different kinds of fear are those fears, um, people who know that those, those fears belong to Satan. And uh, who's trying to put it on him. It's not, it's not your fear at all. Satan's trying to put something on you that you know doesn't belong on you. And so it's your job to get that thing off you. So as soon as fear strikes in, you got to get it off. All right? So let's treat fear like, um, what do you hate most, mosquitoes or roaches? Y'all some of the most uppity folk I ever... I gave you a choice, and you went to both. See, that's that 2021 joker right there. I gave you a choice. Both, both. We don't, how you going to get through life without a mosquito or a roach? Something has got to bug you. 
Okay, so let's just play the game. So there's a bug flying over your head. You can pick your own favorite bug, whatever it is. Now, we're going to call that bug, well, we're going to call a bug like a fly. We don't mind flies, but yeah, okay, but a fly. Roach, flying roach, okay? So, (laughs) flying roach. So here comes the flying roach. Ready? Let's play the game with me. The flying roach is coming. It's getting by your hair. It's getting by your face. What you going to do? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Why y'all doing that? Because you don't want him on you. That's fear. You know it's not your roach. You know you're not his house. But you recognize something's trying to put that roach on you, and you know that roach doesn't belong on you. Did you get that? Now, I don't know how you're going to explain to people what was at the sermon today. What are you talking about, flying roaches? Would y'all find some other stuff to say? But, but see, that's fear. So Satan knows if, if I touch this button right here, even if I accidentally touch it, once I touch this now, see, that goes away. That go, that's, your faith, that's your faith gone. You erased it with what? Fear. And Job said, the thing I feared the most has happened. If you fear getting old, go ahead. I can give you Clifton's number to the, the same man that did these flowers. He would love to visit you. I'm so serious. If you had a heart attack at his job, they wouldn't even give you CPR. Uh-oh, she may not make it. What y'all going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Why is she dying? That's a customer. <laughs> that's, that's not funny, I mean. So. But, but if, you, if you're walking around operating in fear, if you're saying, I don't want to get old, then that means you're planning on dying. Go on and make your arrangements. Now, I hope that just made somebody grow up real quick. Now, I didn't say you couldn't diet. You can't pull it back to you. You, know, you can fix it and work on it as long as you want to. Old age is coming. Amen. It's, it's, it's in your refrigerator right now. Look at it. You got stuff in there now that you never had a long time ago. When did you start drinking non-dairy milk? You had the fat cow milk with Elsie's face on it. But time has changed that. Remember when you used to go in there and just get your ice cream and eat it? Now yours got to sit out on the cabinet 45 minutes now. It got to get wet before you eat it. It's changed. Remember a hamburger? Y'all like in Jesus' name? No. Brown meat used to be your favorite food. <laughs> you put your meat on the ground and it's just, never mind. Age is coming. So when you speak that, you're speaking you could be speaking death on yourself, which is why being older is, is so, so hard for a lot of people because you say, I don't know what I'll do if I get old. I remember saying growing up, Robin told me she was two when we first met. She was a little girl when we started listening to her talk. I was around before she was born, actually. But when, when you start getting older and you start rejecting or rebuking that, you're telling the devil, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can't make it as an older person. Are y'all listening to me? The Bible says, matter of fact, when you speak that, you're going against God. The Bible said with long life. 
shall I satisfy God. You, you with me? So God's got some things waiting on you to get to your 70s. So there are two kinds of people. Those of us that realize now Satan is trying to put this on me and I cannot deal with it. I cannot have it on me. The devil has come to some of you and he's thrown his best shot. And the enemy is trying to now have people around you to say, what you going to come out with? What you going to come out with? What you going to say? What you going to do now? He's thrown his best shot. And you're still standing. And here's the catch. Here's the catch. Here's the catch. And you haven't shot back yet. Now, that's the sifters, you see. See, you got, I got to tell you who's hollering. So. See, he's thrown his best shot. You're still standing. And you're not empty. You're still loaded. And that's what's making you stand on faith. Because when the enemy's thrown his best shot, you're still here. Now, we say... Well, I don't fear anything, but people say, well, we fear God. Fear does not come from God. God has not given you a spirit of fear. God's giving you power, love, and a sound mind. Everybody repeat after me. Say power, love, and a sound mind. Okay? That's what God has given you. Fear is nowhere there. When fear comes in, that means somebody let a roach in the house. Now, I know that's disgusting, but I'm just, I got, see, I have young people that, that need to hear this now. They just need to get it. So, somebody has let a mosquito in the house or a bug in the house, okay? Because that's not what God gave us. So now if we're walking around with fear, ooh, who opened the door for that? And once you start it, you get fearful of a lot of things. It's okay to do all those things that make yourself feel youthful. There's nothing wrong with that. People go walking every day. I like to watch them. Keeps my eyes strong. Somebody got to be around the call in case something happened, right? Everybody can't be out on the track. I'm just saying. I passed a place the other day called Lifetime. I saw <laughs> in time, <laughs> but it's not on time. It's not my time. <laughs> I don't pick up nothing. You lift weights, Pastor? I ain't picking up nothing heavy. If I pick it up, put it back down. Amen. But, so I'm, I'm practicing on my long life. But no, we're told to under, and, and to fear God. Now, here's what happens. I want to I talk real good to you now. Because what, what God wants us to teach you this morning is that we are told to fear God. But that means reverence God. That doesn't mean be afraid of him. No, we're told to, that we're, we're told that we're going to, we got to fear God. For, for, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage. Okay. God didn't give you that again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption okay you have the lord in your life now what that what that simply means to us is uh, that we're we ought to fear god but that means to reverence god that means to bow down and worship him because what you what you fear and worship is what you honor so watch this that's why when we go before god we worship him okay we worship him 
And to worship God is basically a private thing between you and God. Okay, worshiping God may not work in public because if you have on skinny jeans, you, you just, it's sometimes not cute. Okay, like, like this coat I'm wearing, jacket. See, I want to show you how to worship God, but I'm being respectful to you. God understands what's happening. I didn't expect to be down here today. I would have preached in my robe. Amen. But no, that's personal between you and God. So if you're a younger person and, and you find yourself on your face before God, that's worship. That's fearing him. That's reverencing him. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because if you worship God by faith and reverence him, and then whatever it is you fear, it's going to have you bowing down too. Okay, so you worship God. Okay, because you reference him, you fear, you give him reference, reverence and fear, and he gives you strength. Here, here, here is, okay, and you have to submit. Now, y'all got to help me because I don't, I know what I'm about to say, but I don't know what I'm about to say. Sometimes people that say they have allergies, this is what I mentioned earlier. Did you take your allergy medicine and you, you, you reverence that, you, you respect that, you submit to that because you believe that if you do that, you won't itch or whatever it is. Or those of you who have the asthma pump. See, you have to submit to take that asthma pump. <laughs> it goes in you. And you really believe it's helping you physically. However, the enemy knows that he can put so much fear on you that you fear being in the presence of God's people. And you then take the risk of not receiving God's word and then your faith becomes weakened and the enemy moves in and he takes over you. What do we say with this? A lot of Christians have their hearts turned toward problems and natural circumstances and we're cool. Then all of a sudden something like COVID hits and now we are pretty much afraid to come back and be in service. We'll party, we'll go skating, We'll go to picnics, we'll go to trail rides, we'll go to uh, hip-hops, we'll go, you know, name your thing. But I don't want to get in church because I don't want to be in a closed place. I'm not picking at anyone, I'm just showing you now how we have adopted this thing that God, I'm going to go back for a second to the scripture. We've adopted something that God didn't say was ours, we adopted fear, okay? We receive the spirit of adoption, where capital S means the Holy Spirit. And now we have picked up this other spirit. And that's why I had to have the sifters to kind of sit down for a minute because everybody deserves a chance to shout, but we need to understand what we're shouting about. And natural circumstances, that stuff can have us fearful. It can, it can start looking like rain now. Well, we better not go to church. We might have a wreck. What? We think about it. The forecast said, I can't go because if I go, I might be late to work tomorrow if I get in late and then I can lose my job. You speak, you're speaking all of that. And the enemy's going, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's all I needed to know. And so the Bible tells us what? Don't be afraid in the night. Don't be afraid in the daytime or at noonday. Isaiah, am I still making sense? Okay. So if people are afraid to go out, what's the cure for that? What's the cure for it? And I'm walking through it real easy because if you're going, if you got to fight to get through church, the enemy doesn't really want you in church. But what's the cure for this? What's the cure for being afraid to go out? What's the cure for being afraid to go out and, and say, I'm going to service? Okay, here it is. The cure is to get your heart and attention back on the word of God. 
You know, Crystal, I know people who say, I've been in church, I've been in church a long time. Before you know it, though, the enemy will have you, you, you outside. You still have your Bible, but you're outside of it. And so the, the cure for getting your faith back and strength back is to get your heart and your attention back on the Word of God. And you can say, I'm going to read my Bible every day. Okay, you can keep it on your phone, and maybe some people do. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, and you don't. Some people do. But there's a place that God has designated for us to do that. Man, that's right here. And so the enemy knows. Now, I can, I can see, here's what the enemy knows. He, the enemy knows that he will think that I can put all this other stuff on your phone, let it pop up. You can be listening to a gospel song, and right after that, Tupac come up, and Tupac been dead. Because if, you're, if you listen to My Mind's Made Up, Tupac may have a song like, got Teresa on my mind. So mine, mine is what the thing is reading. And the next song is that. And before you know it, you don't went back to Tupac, you know. And, and you're saying stuff like, wasn't nothing wrong with Tupac. He was a religious man. And all, you, all Tupac fans, don't y'all, I'm just, it was just an example. Ooh, don't come sitting out with no posters around the church like, Tupac was born again. Okay. It ain't right for black men to talk about Tupac. Okay. Y'all quit. <laughs> but we ought to get back on the word of God. Somebody say Amen. I'm almost done with the sermon. I got to get done with it. So, so, now, so here's what God is saying. Here's what God is saying. Okay. Because, see, I can be giving my opinions and people can say, that's just him trying to brainwash people. They're trying to fool people. But let's just keep it where God says it. Let's just keep this thing right where God says it. Why? Because Job is about to be attacked. Again. And God knows about it. As a matter of fact, you can be Job. You can be sitting right in your house right now saying, well, I'm just hearing so much stuff. Let's find out how important hearing is. Faith cometh by what? Okay, Isaiah, watch those balloons up there for me. Isaiah, why you got your head up like that? Why you have your head up? I can't hear you. You're looking for balloons. Why are you looking for balloons? Because I just said it. Were you looking before I said it? No. When I said it, he heard it. And so when I said it, even if it wasn't true, he started having faith in it. Because faith cometh by what? You get it? So we just, the Holy Spirit just told us this morning, stop speaking fear. Because the reason you're not graduating, the reason you're not getting a new car, the reason you're not having, is because you keep saying what's not going to happen. And Satan is honoring your complaint. God has your prayers in line, but you keep... You keep pushing this button over here. Thank you, Jesus. Ow, 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 ow. Okay. So let's see what he's saying to us as we're going. Because now we understand if we've been selected by God, it's not an option. You're going to get sifted. I've been preaching 30 years, and I, I think for 30 years I've been sifted, 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 sifted. And some years it gets worse than others. It's like, wow. And then I have finally, and I'm, listen to me, listen to me. I am no Superman. No, I'm straight up West Dallas Clark Kent. So I don't want you to look to me as be this person with some super strength. I just have a super God. 
and an anointing on my life. But even David ran and hid in a cave because they were trying to kill him. But let's see what the word says right here. First Peter 5 and 8 said, keep a cool head. Somebody say amen. amen. This is straight out of the word of God now. This is straight Bible. It said keep a cool Stay what? Stay alert. The devil is what? Poised to pounce. That means he's, getting, he's in this position right here and would like nothing better than to catch you doing what? Napping. What's napping? I miss church one Sunday. I'll go next week. I miss two. Wait, well, I'm going to wait till the end of the month. Before you know it, you're in two months, three months. No one ever knew. And I thank you, Isaiah, for being. I just want to talk to you for a minute. We miss church in the, in the presence in this building. We've been away for at least 56 Sundays. I stood right here preaching to a camera and just believing by faith every week that, that the church was listening. But for some people, it got comfortable. And the word of God said, chill out. You got, okay, you got enough to go for a year, but don't let him keep, catch you napping. Let's have a test in here. How many of you were watching service while we were out on COVID at least a year? Okay, now keep your hand up. Kate, watch this. Watch this. My hand's up. I got, I watched once because I pre-recorded one time, try to see if it would work. Okay. All right. Now, now here we go with the second test. How many of you, while you were watching, one of them, at least one of them, went to sleep? The whole church. <laughs> I ought to rebuke you, but, but I went to sleep too. <laughs> You know what we say? I watch online. Somebody say, you lying. If you got any good bed at all at home, if you got any good chair at all at home, if you got any good somebody at home, you can't watch church like this. And then the devil knows when the word gets strong to you. That's when he hits you with that what? Hit me with the what? Hit me with the what? Hit me with the Wi-Fi. Then your Wi-Fi go out. Then the preacher freeze. You ever see me freeze like that for a long time? Somebody right now watching, they think I'm froze for real. I'm really lying. And that just gets discouraging, doesn't it? And you just say, I'm just going to turn it off. The devil's a lie. And you don't have your word for that day. It was a cool setup by the enemy. I'm just a straight word here. Don't he like nothing better catch you. So he said, "What? Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones. This is what blesses us, about. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians." I just want you to get that. I want you to get that. You're not the only mother raising children. You're not the only man walking through a divorce. You're not the only person who lost a loved one. You're not the only person who's been unemployed. You're not the only person who's been lied on, persecuted, set up, made to look bad. You're not. He's telling you that right, right there in his word. It happens to, but here's the key word. It happens with Christians. Why? Because you've been selected by God. Are you, is it coming together yet? And so if you've been selected by God, Satan says, well, I want to sift you. Because he says, I want to be back where you are. So what does the Bible tell us to do about this? Is this blessing anybody yet? Okay, you glad you came to church now? Okay. So he says, this is what you do. Keep a firm grip on the what? 
Keep a strong grip on the what? Because if you don't keep a strong grip on the faith, then before you know it, what's going to happen? Fear will erase it. Did you see how quick that was? It's just a touch. Okay? So he says keep a strong grip. You got to do this. You got to keep a strong grip on your faith. In other words, it's your responsibility to get up on Sunday morning. Monday evening. Let's don't push Monday evening out. It's your responsibility to get up and get it in you. I know you have other things to do. Why? Because he's blessed you to do other things. Okay, our church is in Oak Cliff. Some of you may live in Frisco. Y'all got Wi-Fi in Frisco? You got give the fire in, in Little Elm? Now you living in Little Elm. You used to hang out in the back of Elm. You're blessed. To whom much is given? She said, keep it out on the faith. So and then he said, the suffering won't last. What? It sure does feel like it when you're going through it, though, y'all. I'm going to tell you. It, it won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for your life, this great God, it won't be long before this great God who has eternal life uh, plans for, for us in Christ, eternal and glorious in the plans they are. It won't be long before this eternal God will have you. It, it, it won't be long before God will have you put together and on your feet for good. <clears throat> but my child is suffering with sickness. My child has cancer. My mom is dying. It won't be long before this same God, if you just hold on to your what? Faith. My baby's acting a monkey. She ran away from home. You, mama, you stay home. Don't go out there and get it on with her now. No, 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 no. Stay where you are. She's going to need somebody to show her how to stand when she comes out of it. Won't be long. So he gets the last word, right? And I love this part right here because it just seemed like it just came out of the church. Yes, he does. I like that boy. So he gets what? The last word. Are y'all still with me? Can I go just a couple of more scriptures here? So here's what happens. The Bible tells us that Satan, because he doesn't have a mouth, he needs somebody's mouth. Okay? He, he, Satan doesn't have a mouth. He's a spirit. Okay? He doesn't have a mouth. In order for him to reach you, he needs somebody else's mouth. Now stay real close with this one. This is the word of God here. Psalms 57 lets us know that they will come against you a lot, but the enemy does not have a mouth. He needs your mouth. He, he doesn't know, he doesn't curse, but he needs your mouth to curse. Be careful, be careful. <laughs> he needs your mouth to curse. See, he doesn't have eyes to roll, but he needs yours. No, 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 no. You worked all this time to get those nails, but he needs your nails to snap. He doesn't snap. So how can he get that to work through you? First, he has to go into your mind. So he gets into your mind by breaking you down with some things that you're already weak about. Man, I've been kind of wondering about this, man, and I can't believe I'm, with, I'm trying to talk with God. So, 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 so here's the deal. When the enemy comes, he's coming at you 
through someone else. This is why we are intelligent enough to say, wait a minute, I'm mad, but I can't fall for the okie doke. Now, this is not spiritual. I'm going to have you to say this. This is a little natural. So say it with me. Say, Satan, I'm not going to fall for the okie doke. I just don't. That ain't in the Bible. It's just. So when Satan comes at you, you can't get angry, okay? So, so Because he's taking advantage of weaknesses in someone else to strike out at the weaknesses in you. See, see he needs a mouth. I'm just going to use my name so I won't hurt anybody else's feelings or something. He needs somebody's mouth to curse me. So they curse me, and one of my weaknesses is being cursed at. So if they curse me, then now I want to strike back. So he used their mouth to curse me to bring out a weakness in me. Why would he want to bring out a weakness in me? It's all a part of the sifting. And so God obviously knew, I got one guy you can cuss out. That's old Ricky G. He ain't going to cuss you back. Now he'll cuss, but he's not going to cuss. He no cussing. I know English, I know tongues, and I know cussing. Anytime I want, I can speak in English. Anytime I want, I can speak in tongue. Anytime I want, I can speak in cuss. But I don't curse. I can curse because I have a what? Can you curse? Anybody who says you can't curse, raise your hand. See, you can lie. So we can all curse. But that may not be your weakness. So Satan will use somebody else's mouth to bring out a weakness in you. If your weakness is shooting people, he wants you to go shoot somebody. If it's shooting a finger, if it's rolling your eyes, if it's all that, if it's slamming the door, if it's walking away in a bad attitude, I'm not going back to church. He knows that's your weakness, but he's got to make sure that you hear some things so you can activate those things and be like Isaiah looking for the balloon that's not there because you heard something. I just, I'm just, I want to make sure we understand how you've been selected by God. And God is watching to see how we're handling this sifting. So don't get angry. He's taking advantage of, of weaknesses in a person. Did everybody get this down? Okay. So now we, we start posting this and putting it up. So here's how we do it. So in order to keep him from doing that, because he's, he's in motion. He's in motion. He's in motion. And he just figures, if he, I can wear you down. I can wear you down because eventually, sooner or later, we say, ooh, I'm just tired of it. I'm not going to church anymore. If I got to deal with this, and I gotta do, I'm just not going. And now it's working. But this is what you have to do. Yesterday I was uh, in the parking lot and Brother Stanley's daughter was out there driving a truck. She was practicing driving. And so I went up to her and I started teaching her a little bit about how to drive and finding the brakes without looking at it. So I said to her, now what you want to do, since you've been driving a lot now, I want to show you how to pick up a little speed, put your foot on the gas, and then I want you to hit the brake without ever looking at the brake. Just keep your eye on the road, but find the difference between the brake and the pedal, I mean the gas and the pedal. So I want everybody else to do the same thing. I want you to, to, to pretend you put your foot on the gas and don't look, look straight ahead. And when I said now, I want you to put your foot on the brake. Now, back to the gas. Good. Brake. See, and at the same time, you're still looking forward. So I told her, this is how you do it. And I was showing her really, really easy because this could be a very dangerous thing. And I was telling her to mash, mash it hard and go back to the brake. Mash it hard and get used to that jerking. Get used to that. And boom, boom. And because I'm a strong man of God and I have a lot of faith, I was teaching her that in her daddy car. 
Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And let me tell you another thing. I was outside the car. I wasn't in there with her. <laughs> I was beside the car telling that's what you need to do. Now y'all go practice. But no, so I want you to understand that when it, the enemy comes at you like this, ready? Put your foot on the gas. Ready? Break. See, keep it. Now go, go back to the gas. Gas. Pick up some speed. Pick up some speed. Pick up some speed. Okay. Say, oh, 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 break. Okay, now watch this. See, you got to put the brakes on Satan's ability to work through that person that's coming at you. They're coming at you. And so when you, when you put the brake on, you, you make Satan, see, you just messed it up. You stop the momentum by saying, uh-uh, I'm not going there. You're not going to use my mouth. You're not going to use my mind. You're not going to use my body to do evil work. I know it seemed like the right thing to do, but I can't do that. So God says to do what? Love your enemy. What? Don't preach that this Sunday, Pastor. He said, love your enemy. I'm going to let you know who your enemy is so you know when to apply the brakes. Love those who despitefully use you. Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. You got to make a decision to put the brakes on. Somebody say, I must make the decision to put the brakes on. You got to remember, Satan does not have a mouth. He doesn't. So he can't work with you through your mouth. He can only work through a person's mind. He cannot work through your mouth. He can only work through your mouth. The devil or any of his demons can only speak to your mind. They can only speak to your mind. Once they put it in here, now you start activating it. Watch this. He puts it in here. What do you say? I'm not going to make it. See, you said it. And the Bible says you shall have whatsoever you. Okay. You go up to McDonald's. That, they, don't, they don't talk. There's a menu there. You look at that thing and you start. It gets in your mind. Then when you start talking, I'd like a Big Mac with cheese, with no cheese. See, you, it went here, and, and you spoke it. You got it? I want you to do something for me. Go up to McDonald's today. Don't tell them pastor said, anytime this week. When you pull up, just ask him. I'd like a link basket. <laughs> it depends on where you go, the girl. This ain't, this ain't, like, what, what, this is the wrong way, what? Now, if you go to Chick-fil-A, do the same thing. Link basket, they'll say, uh, Link is not on the menu today, but is there something else we can have? You know, you go to the wrong McDonald's, ain't nobody got no Link basket here. You ain't that good luck. <laughs> it just depends on how you're going to activate what's spoken. Satan's trying to figure out what camp do you work for? Do you work for God's camp or do you work for the people's camp? What comes out of your mouth is going to let people know who you work for. Does that make sense? This ain't no, this ain't no McDonald's. This is McDonald's. This ain't no, no, you know, I just love it. I just love it. Because sometimes I made a mistake of going to McDonald's and the speaker didn't work and I blew my horn and I thought the speaker didn't work. That girl got on that thing. You ain't got to blow your horn. <laughs> And see, I'm real cool when it comes to my food. I was real nice. Ma'am, I am absolutely sorry. Please forgive me. It was my ignorance that caused me to beat the horn. You can't go in there. I'll blow if I want to. You better not eat that sandwich. You better watch your mouth. <laughs> so everything coming on your mind, don't bring it out of your mouth. Excuse me. Give me a Big Mac. Nasty thing. You don't want me to come in there. Yo, you can come on in here. You won't even make it out of the parking lot. Eat this glass burger. So let's find the last word of God. The Bible says what? No weapon formed against you is going to do what? It's not going to prosper. And every tongue that comes against you 
and judgment is going to be condemned. Don't worry about getting even with anybody. You can't do it because they're bigger than what you see. It's not about a person. It's about the kingdom of Satan trying to bring you down. Now, I want to end this message with just the Bible. Because anybody, when you go to church, can say that's just his opinion. He's just telling people that and they're crazy. And da 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 You don't have to believe what he says. But I want you to believe the word of God. So the best way to end a sermon like this, and thank you all of you then, because we are a praising, shouting church. But some days we got to reload. Because when you, re when you reload and you leave the parking lot loaded, it changes, it changes how you are received when you go to Papa Do's. It changes is how you're going to look forward to tomorrow night, right? So you just got filled up now, and don't blow it in the lot. So let's see what the Word of God says here. Let's close it out. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. Now we're going to read God's Word. He said, but now, God's message, the God who made you in the first place, folk didn't make you. He says, and do you see these quotations? Now God's getting ready to talk. He says, don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called your name. Mm, that makes your blessing specific, doesn't it? There are general blessings, and then there are blessings with your name on it. Somebody say with me, Brother Lynn, I'm not going to have you to croon it, but somebody say, God's got a blessing with my name on it. He said, you've been called by your name. Then he said, what does God say? I love you. You what? Do you know how, I feel that, I'm chill. Do you know how personal that is? You got to realize, first of all, God said, Satan really doesn't have a lot to do with this. I know you're qualified for it. You've been enjoying all the green grass. But now it's time to go down in the valley for a little bit. Because somebody needs to watch somebody climb back out again. It's been a long time since we've seen somebody climb out the valley. It's been a long time since somebody said, Yea, though I walk through it, I will fear no evil. It's been a long time. It bothers us. It gets on our nerves. But he said, I call your mind. Then he said, what? When you're in over your head. Robin, let me tell you why this bothered me so bad. Because he said, when you're in. I wish he would have said if you're in. In other words, God's letting me know sooner or later I'm going to be in over my head. It's just some stuff I can't. This is going to happen. But look at the other part of the promise. He says, I'll be there with you. Some of us are mad at people right now because they're not there for us. They're not there for us. Laura, they're not supposed to be there for us because they're going through their own valley. <laughs> then he says, here's another one of those winds. When you're in rough waters, look at it, Bonner. Look at it, Bonner. There's another promise. You're going to go through some rough waters. And then he said what? However, here's the promise. You will not go down. Anybody feel like they're treading? Anybody feel like you won't make? See, when you lose your strength, he just keeps restoring your strength. And you just realize, wait a minute, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm floating. Why? Because he says, you will not go down. I'm just, we just told you that with the word. Then he said, when you're between, here's another win. This is the forecast. When you're between a rock and a hard place. Now, you thought that came from your grandma, didn't you? That's straight word. He said, it won't be a dead end. 
Anybody here ever been between a rock and a hard place? Somebody say, I'm between there right now, Pastor. <laughs> I don't know if I'm coming or going sometimes. I, I didn't know. I, I, as a matter of fact, I was almost about to give up. But I heard this word today. I didn't realize. I thought I wasn't being blessed. But I'm so blessed that I qualify to be sifted. God said, it won't be a dead end because I'm, I'm God. <laughs> ah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. I don't know how many folk believe him. He said, but I'm yours personally. I, I, first thing I'd like, he said, he said, you know, check this out. He said, he said, first of all, he said, what? You mine. And then he come back and said, what? I'm yours. That's why when you worship him, that's a personal worship. God said, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. That's why I have a blessing with your name on it. It's personal. You've been selected by God to be sifted by Satan. You got something that the enemy wants. It's called your faith. Satan was doing a good thing with God and he got beside himself and he got kicked out. Now here you are praising God. And so he's mad at you and he wants your place. Persecution, whatever it is, let me tell you, it only comes to make us strong. And let me tell you this, beware. When you start getting stronger, you, to some folk, you're going to seem arrogant. But to God, you're going to be confident. You're going to be confident. Please hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying you won't cry. I wish I could stand here right now and anybody close to me will let you know I probably cry now every day. Seem like crying becomes the new fountain drink. And as soon as you cry, some of you know what it's like. You try to stop it. I don't know how many of you ever woke up out your sleep crying. He promised you peace. But I'm crying in my sleep. Wake up feeling like I'm drowning in my tears. Because the devil works best with you at night. When you don't know what's going on around you. You just trust in God take me through the night. And sometimes demons will lurk over your bed. That's why we pray a hedge of protection around our children. Because he meant to hit them with that asthma attack while they were asleep. But you prayed for them. God said, if you trust me with them. So what does the enemy really want? He wants us to back away from our kids, back away from our children. He wants more of our children 
lost and stray because we're afraid to say something to them because we're going to be called all these names. You're teaching them to stay behind the edge and the hedge of protection and discipline. Somebody wants to call you and abuse it. They don't want our kids. They just want to write stories about how we raise our kids. Nobody want them. They don't want them. They'd rather give 39 cents to keep somebody else on the street. But we're going to cover your kids. I'm going to make this open confession. Probably, Robin, about two weeks ago, I said, man, I'll never work. I'm tired of these folks. I'll never work with nobody's kids. God said, you look across that street. That's not the school that Ricky built. That's the school that Faith built. You don't have a right. You don't have the right to say what you're not going to do. I called you before I brought you here. So I want everybody in this building between the age of 12 and 20 to come up here for a minute. You between 12 and 20, come up here for a minute. Just stand up for a second. If you're between 12 and 20, there you go. Stand right up there, baby. If I just have one that's brave enough to do it, if I have one that says, I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. I see another one over here. I'm going to live and not die. I know he's got plan. I'm going to live. My mama, oh, look at Jesus. Look at the Holy Spirit. Look in this house. Look in this house. Look in this house. You won't understand why the devil's trying to fight you. Look in this house. Coming from the balcony there. Come on. Now all I need is one fighting grandmama, one honored daddy to say, Satan, you ain't getting my babies. No. Come on. Yo, come on, get on. There you go. Let's get a straight line if we need to. Come on as close as you can get. Between 12 and 20 years old. That's all. That's all I'm saying right now. And y'all come a little bit closer to this altar. I won't talk to y'all. If your baby's down here. Okay, oh, glory to God. Here comes some more. If your baby's down here. I want you to know they need that hedge around them. It may not be cool to go to church. I get that. I really do. I, I get that because I don't think any generation ever really wanted to go to church. We just learned to love the Lord. Now let me talk to y'all for a minute. God wants to use you. He wants to use you so bad that Satan knows I got to stop them before they get started. You ain't done nothing wrong. Okay? But you're here today because I promised the Lord that I wouldn't quit. And I don't know what you have to deal with being a teenager. I had to be a teenager and be a Christian at the same time. And then preach. And that was crazy. That was crazy. But he brought me through it. So in order for God to use you though, you're going to have to get behind his hedge of protection. And you're going to have to let him cover you. Okay? And in order to let him cover you guys, you got to go ahead and give your life to him. Now, we're having some conversations here today at 6 o'clock with our millennials. And I'm going to invite you to be with me and Isaiah and 
Some of the millennials in the restaurant, we won't build our own hot dog. You can be cool, you know. You won't slouch, you can slouch, but, but we got to talk to you a little bit. We're not going to air this service. It's personal now. It's personal. When the enemy can go through a diabolical plan to stop you from coming through the gates with Thanksgiving, God says, I got a plan B that's going to mess him up. But if you, if you today are sincere about it, I, I want you to bow your heads and I want you to just if you lift one hand if you say, God, I want to be under your covering. Just lift a hand. If you don't, you don't have to do this. I don't want to force anybody to do this. This has to be free will. This has to be because, God, I want to live. I'm seeing my friends die. I'm seeing my friends get beat up and flunk school. Their minds are messed up. But, God, I want to live. And he's not embarrassing you today. He just called you out because he wants you to know that Satan is after you to get back at your mom and dad, your grandma, your church. You get it? And he knows to hurt others, he would have to get you. So I just want you, you don't have to even look at me. Just close your eyes and honor with him and repeat these words. Say, Lord, I came down today because I was obedient. I need you in my life right now. And I thank you, God, for giving me a chance to come down here I know that you are my God. In the name of Jesus, I want to know you personally. Thank you, Lord, for letting me be the future of this church. Thank you, God, for the gifts in my life that you have placed there. In the name of Jesus. I will be a leader and a person after your heart. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Cover me, God. Come on, speak it out. Say, cover me, God. 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 He's after me, God. But cover me, God. He's trying to get me, God. But cover me, God. Cover me, God. He's messing with me in my sleep, said. He's messing with me in my sleep, but cover me, God. He's trying to mess with my mind, but cover me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All you have to do sometimes, guys, is just say, God, I'm in. Now, I want you to fight for whatever you got to fight for to be in church on Sunday mornings. I'm inviting you back this evening at 6 o'clock. I'm inviting you back personally. You come in through the restaurant. We have tons of millennials that'll be in there. We're gonna watch your supervised parents. If y'all wanna come and just chill out, fine. I mean, I have not pre this is a move of God right here. But at some point, we ain't stopping. We're not stopping. And I wanna look you guys in your face and let you know that God has a plan and your church is gonna be right there for you. Y'all got to go to college, school. You're going to be different. Your hairstyles are different. Our hairstyles were different. Your clothes are different. Your, you know, everything about you. It's, just, it's, it's really just a part of what the times are. There was a time people would say, you can't go to heaven because you wear pants. 
And now all them same folk, they not just wearing pants, they wearing tight pants. You know, so we're learning, though, that sometimes people look at us and they determine, yeah, okay, what kind of God they serve? Are they trying to produce themselves a God? But those are things, man, don't worry about that right now. Just thank you for being obedient today. I want you all to start taking a dollar, five dollars, 30 cents and say, God, I'm going to give to you so I can learn how to forgive. If you're not going to be forgiving, you're going to be against giving. Got to start talking to God, okay? Start talking to him. And we're going to talk to you tonight about how to pray and talk to God. And just, just you and him. Just you and him. And thank you so much for being at church today. And thank you so much for allowing God to use you to help us get to the next level in this ministry. We need your help. And we thank God for your parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, neighbors, whoever brought you to church. Now, is there anything that anybody wants to know about the sermon? Did anybody, everybody understand the sermon? Did you understand it? I know it was longer than a YouTube song. It was kind of long. But did you get it? Did y'all really get the message today? So, if you've been selected by God today, who's out to mess you up? Who? Y'all understand that now, right? All that stuff that goes on, he's trying to take you away. We got you covered. To those of you that are online with us, I want to thank you for being online. We're going to now give. Y'all stay right here because we're going to bless the offering together. And we're going to walk out of here with a little celebratory song. The ushers are going to pass the baskets by to those that are here and those of you online. Do it right now. There's an app called Givelify. I would not leave my family, my children, my job, or any of that unprotected. When you stop sowing your seed and watering it, you're saying, God, I ain't there yet. And the enemy will say, now I can get you because you have nothing in the ground. Keep yourself covered for no other reason. I started being a strong was for no other reason. And I said, Bible says, if you give, I'll cover your seed. I'll take care of the fruit of your ground. And that was my daughter. That's my grandson. And that was babies in the Lord that has come. I'm almost sorry for what you guys have to endure, but you're going through a whole different generation now. You got to come to church and people saying, when I was growing up, people were saying, come to church. They weren't saying, don't go to church. I, I, I never knew what that was. I never heard of don't go to church. There ain't no God. I never heard of that stuff. So y'all fight through all of that and you still made it here today. Okay? That's a good thing. Y'all got to come to church. It won't be long. But some of you got to wear a mask on your face. You got to cover up that beautiful smile that God gave you. Lost all those teeth in the first grade. Now they're back and people don't even know it. But it's going to be all right. All right. Those of you that are going to give an offerings today and those of you online, thank you so much for giving. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the gifts that we have received today. And thank you for the lives that have come forth today. Thank you, God, for the seeds that have been planted and for the harvest. In the powerful name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, so much for all that you've done. God, bless our enemies. Help them, God. God, bless the people who be out on the properties outside that could cause danger to others. God, forgive them. Help them. We pray openly for anyone who speaks ill against this ministry, for anyone who speaks ill. We, we thank you, God, for giving us the strength to ignore all lies. 
And we know Satan always comes up with some jacked up evidence just like he did with God. But God, just, just help him to know that just being on this ground, just being around here. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a big enough property that, that people can be around it. I just know they're going to be blessed just being around it. I just believe that, God. I just believe it. And Lord, help me to live to see when they walk to that altar and say, Lord, forgive us. Bless their children. Bless their families. Thank you, Lord, that this is the right place to pick on because we're going to offer prayer for them. And I know we sound crazy to everybody else, God. But these young men and women here now are trying to see how we're going to handle it. We're going to handle it by loving you and loving those who persecute us. And I just thank you. And so we're going to put seeds on it. And we're going to say, peace, be still. Stop now in Jesus' name. Satan, every attack you have against it, stop now in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't go by what you see. Go by what you believe. God fixes it. Thank you so much. Y'all can go back to your seats. I'm going to make a couple of closing announcements. We're going offline right now. Thank you for those of you that were with us. Now, tomorrow, remember, 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 remember. Monday school tomorrow night. Yes, you can eat. You're off. Some of you are off work and all that stuff. But we're going to have church. We don't take vacations now. We're not on a vacation. We're going to raise the standard. That'd be a great day to come in. Just come in smelling like smoke. Whatever you're going to do. Go outside. You're going to be outdoors all day. Come on out inside smelling like outdoors. It doesn't matter. And I just thank you so much. All right. So also remember, those of you that are men, I need all fathers right now to sign up for the Father's Day. We got like a Father's Day like surprise for just fathers. They said thing. it's a surprise. But you got to register today for it so we can call you so we can know who to expect and tell you where to come. That's the whole deal. That's why you got to go right now to IBOC Dad and tell us who you are. Hey, man, and tell us who you are, and then we're going to and then we're gonna uh, make sure that you know where to come. Got it? Sister Joyce Rogers' funeral will be this week. You know, everybody here knows what a jewel she was to us, okay? And uh, we're going to have her funeral this week at the Potter's House of Dallas. And thank you, women of God, for being so honorable. Now, I need to talk to you probably tomorrow after Monday school about a couple of emergencies that have come up with the funeral uh, and some assistance that they may need with the funeral. Uh, not a financial thing, but we may need our presence. Okay. Okay, so y'all didn't get called to the altar, so y'all coming all up here. That's, I'm trying to get out of here. Girl, you Cinderella looking. Hey, man, what you doing? Why you like to look at yourself? Tell those people, say bye-bye, y'all. Look at, the, look at that camera. It's a red light there. Say, bye. All right. So we're going offline now. Thank you so much. To those of you that made it in the building.
All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.